0: Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. Welcome you to join Bible Licks to read the entire Bible in two years. I believe God will bless you, He will lift you up, and your life will never be the same. Leviticus chapter 1 The Lord called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of livestock from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. Then he shall kill the bull before the Lord, and Aaron's sons, the priests, shall bring the blood and throw the blood against the side of the altar that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then he shall flay the burnt offering, and cut it into pieces. And the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire on the altar, and arrange wood on the fire. And Aaron's sons the priest shall arrange the pieces, the head, and the fat on the wood that is on the fire of the altar. But its entrails, its legs, he shall wash with water and the priest shall burn all of it on the altar as a burnt offering, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If his gift for a burnt offering is from the flock, from the sheep or goats, he shall bring a male without blemish, and he shall kill it on the north side of the altar before the Lord. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall throw its blood against the sides of the altar, and he shall cut it into pieces with its head and its fat, and the priest shall arrange them on the wood that is on the fire on the altar. But the entrails and the legs he shall wash with water, and the priest shall offer all of it and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If his offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or pigeons, And the priest shall bring it to the altar, and wring off its head, and burn it on the altar. Its blood shall be drained out on the side of the altar. He shall remove its crop with its contents, and cast it beside the altar on the east side, in the place for ashes. He shall tear it open by its wings, but shall not sever it completely. And the priest shall burn it on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt offering, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 2 When anyone brings a grain offering as an offering to the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour. He shall pour oil on it, and put frankincense on it, and bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests. And he shall take from it a handful of the fine flour and oil with all its frankincense. And the priest shall burn this as its memorial portion on the altar a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offering shall be for Aaron and his sons. It is a most holy part of the Lord's food offerings. When you bring a grain offering baked in the oven as an offering, it shall be unleavened loaves of fine flour mixed with oil or unleavened wafers smeared with oil. And if your offering is a grain offering baked on a griddle, it shall be a fine flour unleavened mixed with oil. You shall break it into pieces and pour oil on it. It is a grain offering. And if your offering is a grain offering cooked in a pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. And you shall bring the grain offering that is made of these things to the Lord. And when it is presented to the priest, you shall bring it to the altar. And the priest shall take from the grain offering its memorial portion and burn this on the altar the food offering with a pleasing aroma, to the Lord. But the rest of the grain offering shall be for Aaron and his sons. It is a most holy part of the Lord's offerings. No grain offering that you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven, for you shall burn no leaven nor any honey as a food offering to the Lord. As an offering of first fruits, you may bring them to the Lord. They shall not be offered on the altar for a pleasing aroma. You shall season all your grain offerings with salt. You shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be missing from your grain offering. With all your offering, you shall offer salt. If you offer a grain offering of first fruits to the Lord, you shall offer for the grain offering of your first fruits fresh ears, roasted with fire, crushed new grain. And you shall put oil on it, and lay frankincense on it. It is a grain offering. And the priest shall burn as its memorial portion some of the crushed grain and some of the oil with all its frankincense. It is a food offering to the Lord.
1: The following is the English translation of Pastor Mullen U's teaching on the book of Leviticus, chapter 1 to 2, translated by Ray. Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. So today, let's read Leviticus chapter 1 and 2. The book of Leviticus is after Exodus and before Numbers. And in Exodus, God saves us from our sin and to enter into the Mount Sinai and to make the covenant with the Lord. And we build the tabernacle so God can live with us. But after the tabernacle is being built and before in the book of Numbers, the people is heading towards the land of Canaan and wants to step into their destiny and receive this eternal covenant, but in the middle there's this book of Leviticus. Maybe sometimes we'll feel that, oh, Leviticus is so difficult to read all about the offering, how to kill all these bulls, the ram, and the throw the blood and to burn them. You know, nowadays at church, maybe we don't see those things, so we will just like just skim through it. However, actually, the book of Leviticus is about how a person will truly know God's salvation, how to start to live a life that can truly abide in the Lord so that you can step into your destiny, so that you can keep running on the path that Jesus has measured for us, so that we can receive the inheritance and all the abundance of the Lord. So, please don't overlook the book of Leviticus. Don't feel that all these offerings, we are not doing these nowadays, but actually every day we need those things. So today through the Leviticus chapter 1 to 7, let us first step into the calling that God has for us as a Christian. And in the book of Leviticus from chapter 1 to chapter 7, there are seven callings. So first we will enter into our first one is to teach us how to get rid of sin and from the Lord and we can have a union with Him, to have a deep intimacy, fellowship with Him so that we can enter into the second calling so that in all the difficult circumstances in our life we will be able to differentiate what is from God and what is from us. So let's first read chapter 1 verse 1. The Lord called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. So here the word called, actually this should be the title of the entire book of Leviticus. It should be called as the Lord called. The Lord is speaking to us, and here in the book of Leviticus, this word "called" has appeared more than fifty times. The Lord said to Moses. So here, when we are reading the book of Leviticus, our first prayer can be, "Lord, may you call me like the, this way. May you also speak to me and help me to be." Able to understand what you want to speak to me and the calling to purity in my life. And next in verse 2, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when any one of you bring an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of livestock from the herd or from the flock. So here it's talking about the burnt offering. So for a person, he starts to want to understand the calling that God has for him. He needs to first understand five offerings. The burnt offering, grain offering, peace offering, sin offering, and guilt offering. So as we come in front of the Lord, there is the sin that is separating us. So the first issue that people should deal with is the issue of sin. That's why the arrangement of tabernacle when you first enter into the courtyard is the bronze basins and the bronze altar is those first to deal with this problem of sin and corruption. However, in these five offerings, the first offering that God wants is the burnt offering rather than the sin offering and the guilt offering. Why? It's because the burnt offering is to tell us that the most important thing for us is to first restore the dignity and glory that is due for us in front of the Lord. Remember, before Adam, he sinned. Every single thing that Adam do, even just to name the animals, is all manifesting the glory, the power, the dignity that God has put on us. We are supposed to rule the earth. However, after we sinned, we were cast out from the Garden of Eden. So through the offering, through sacrifice, we can come in from the Lord again. So maybe you might feel that we are supposed to to first deal with the sin, but God actually put sin offering and guilt offering to the last and to first talk to us about the burnt offering. It's because we have to first understand that we have this glorious position as his true son. So here, when we are reading the burnt offering, the second prayer that you can make is that, Lord, you don't just call me, you don't just speak to me, but you also want to restore the image of a son of God inside me. And this is the purpose of the burnt offering. And later on in the step of the burnt offering, you can see that they are all actually helping us to restore our identity as a true son. So here, why is does it talk about offer up the bull, the ram, the male dove, and male, young pigeon? All of these animals are male. It's because it's talking about sonship. All these male animals is talking about our sonship in God. And the sacrifice of a son is talking about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It's to help us so that we can share this identity as his true son. So the purpose of this burnt offering is not to deal with sin, but instead is to first restore that my understanding that I have this identity as the true son of God. So here you can make this prayer, Lord, may you reveal to me. I Me being a Christian, I don't just get baptized and ask you to solve my problem, but the most important thing of this salvation is that to make me understand that I am God's glorious son. And sin cannot hinder me to come in from the Lord. And the first thing that I need to first restore is to restore my identity, my glorious position as the Son of God, and all the calling and the speak that you have for me is to want to first bring me back into this glorious position. So here next in verse three and four, it says if his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, the flock, or birds. So you might think that oh, if someone is rich and they can just offer the bull and And if someone is not that rich, then maybe they can offer a ram. And for the poor people, they can just offer the dove and the young pigeon. Of course, yeah, at that time, indeed, it's like that. However, here it's actually talking about the progress of a Christian life. Maybe when I just become a believer, I don't really know the Lord that much. So I can only offer this small sacrifice. And remember that here, our relationship with the offering is actually a relationship of of a union. And so that's why in verse 3, you see, if his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of the meeting that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering and shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. So here, this atonement is actually attached to us. And the most important thing is to restore my identity. So why shall we lay hand on the animal? Because when we lay hand with this uh, offering, without blemish, we become a union. I become this bull. I become this ram, this dove, this young pigeon. So remember, in the progress of the life of a Christian, in the beginning, maybe I don't really know the Lord, I don't understand Bible, I didn't have a lot of experience of the Holy Spirit, but I have to know to keep offering myself in front of the Lord. Maybe in the beginning, I can only just offer a young pigeon. I only have a little bit understanding of him. I can only offer up a dove. But later on, aside know the Lord more and more, I start to be able to offer up a ram. And as I become more mature, I know the Lord more. I now have the power to offer a bull. So it's about the, the progress of our lives. So please don't just feel like, oh, now I'm a Christian and I can just offer A pigeon or dove for my entire life. Yeah, of course, God also take pleas from this, but this is not all you have. This is not God's calling for you. His glorious position, the dignified identity as a true son, he wants to rule this generation with you. He wants you to rule five cities, ten cities. And when we are in the new Jerusalem to manifest God's glory, this is our precious identity. So don't just be satisfied when we only able to offer up a pigeon or a dove, you can pray to the Lord, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know your heart, your will, your destiny, your plan. Now I can offer up a ram. So I want to keep know you more, offer myself even more. I want to serve you more. I want to love you more, seek you more, to have more of your governance on me so I can be transformed. So now I can offer up a bull. So their families remember the first step of the burnt offering is that in our life as a Christian, we can do our union with the sacrifice. When I'm become united with this bull, with ram, with dove, with pigeon, it's not talking about having this union with the animals, but it's to have this union with Jesus Christ, the holy sacrifice. My life has to be connected with him. I have to know him more so and so that my life can be more and more abundant. So that's why we lay hands on the sacrifice, have this union with the sacrifice. And then what's the next thing you have to do? You have to kill. You have to kill this ram, kill this bull. So remember here, the killing part is not done by the priest, but instead, he shall kill the bull before the Lord. And Aaron's son the priest shall bring the blood and throw the blood against the side of the altar that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. So you have to kill the animal by yourself. And next in verse 6, then he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. So the only thing that the priests do, they just throw the blood. And next in verse chapter 1 to chapter 7, you know that they will pour the blood uh, at the entrance of the tent of meeting or throw it at the sides of the altar is to do one thing is that through the precious blood we can enter into the tent of the meeting through the precious blood through the altar that we can enter into the holy place to meet God so the blood is to make a way for us is to forgive our sin and this making way making is what the priests do but we have to do our part is to kill and flay and cut into pieces of the animals what does that mean is that through every single experience we have in our life. We have to know Jesus Christ more and more. Know that Jesus, he died on the cross for my sin. So it's because of my sin. So I have to kill him, kill the animal and to flay the skin so that the beauty, the holiness, the purity, the power of his Christ, his skin can become my covering. And when we cut it into pieces, it means Jesus, he is completely broken for us. So the one point of the burnt offering is that you have to kill the animal by yourself. You have to flay and cut the animal into pieces by yourself. And so that means in our life progress, in our experience, we keep growing. Maybe you, in, when you are just a new believer, you'll find, like, oh, the Lord loves us so much. But as we grow more and more mature, we have to see that how corrupted we are because of our sin and how much we need His salvation and His Saving. So, Lord, may you cover me. I'm willing to offer up myself even more to you. I'm w- willing to surrender more. May you kill, put my flesh into death, put my pride, put my self righteousness into that. May you cut me into pieces. The one who is supposed to be cut into pieces is me. It's not you. May you cut me into pieces, cut my pride, my ill temper, my impatience, contempt, offense, all of them. May you cut all of them into pieces until we can no longer recognize this. This is the Offering, so all these killing, flaying, cut into pieces. Jesus Christ, He first endured for us, but it actually the one who is supposed to endure all these is us. But He endured for us, so that as we have this union with the offering, with the sacrifice, and we offer out the burnt offering, we are actually presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice in front of the Lord. So you can make this prayer. The more you do this, you will find that how much I need to offer out the burnt offering every day, how much I need. I need the Lord to die for me. I need His skin to be my covering. I will let go of my own skin, my face, my pride. I also lay down my shame, my low self-esteem. Today, it's Jesus Christ. He is covering me. It's His skin covering me. It's no longer myself so that your life can keep grow and more and more mature. If you don't understand core identity in front of the Lord, it's impossible for you to step into your destiny. Maybe you have a lot of repentance, maybe you have a lot of serving or offering, but if you don't know that God actually called us to first be a true son, his glorious son, you have to first put yourself into the right position. This is the most important prayer you have to make. Either you are working or you are a housewife or you are just a student or just an order people, maybe you feel that in the company, you are just like the lowest position, or maybe you are managers, but you know, whatever you do, you have to first know that you're Poor identity is the son of God, and God will pour out His dignity, His glory, His life, His favor on us, His love on us, and this is His first calling. Is the calling of the burnt offering. And next, in verse seven to nine, you might feel that it's a bit strange because the priest shall arrange the pieces, the head and the fat on the wood that is on the fire of the altar. But its entrails and its legs, he shall wash with water, and the priest shall burn all of it on the altar. Hmm, Now we have have to burnt all these things, why do we still need to cleanse it with water? Because that means all, the, every single cleanses that God has in our life before, it's critical before we offer up anything. So today we have to keep praying to ask God the water of the Holy Spirit to cleanse me. Maybe you can have this uh, repentance prayer or a prayer in gratitude and maybe you can keep offering yourself in front of the Lord. But please don't forget to keep asking for the water of God to cleanse me and so that I can keep offering myself up more and more. And next in verse 7, the sons of Aaron, the priest shall put fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. So please notice the word arrange. So you have to arrange everything in order. You know, after you cut the bowl into pieces, you have to first Arrange them back into like a shape of the bull, and a lamb has to st- still be like a shape of the lamb. You have to arrange them. So that means every single offering from of the Lord, we don't just do it casually. We can just say that, Oh Lord, I just offer myself to you. You know, this kind of prayer, you are not actually offering yourself. You are not actually submitting, surrendering the authority, the governance to the Lord. The authority for God to control, to arrange your time, manage your money, your heart, your emotions, your thoughts. You know, our brain, we have a lot of fantasy. We have a lot of L-thoughts, evil thoughts. And maybe when we are interacting with the people, there are many complicated emotions inside us. But whenever this kind of situation happens, you can immediately to call upon the Lord, say, Lord, I offer myself to you. All the complicated emotions, pride, feeling wrong, being hurt, maybe contempt, all these emotions, I will arrange in front of the Lord. I will Arrange them so my prayer in front of you is not casual, it's not chaotic. Lord, I will bring myself to you. I offer out my image, my money, my clothing, my emotion, my thoughts, every single decision. I lay it in front of you arranged. I'm not doing it casually. I seriously lay it in front of you. And also here, our leg represents our action and our entrails represents our inner deepest feeling. Every single feeling we have in our inside us, we have to offer up to the Lord. So either it's a bull or a ram or a pigeon that everything in front of the Lord has to be ordered, well arranged. So and next in the last part of the book of Leviticus chapter 1, you can make this prayer. Lord, I will bring every single detail in my life in front of you. So today, I will offer I will make this prayer even in my young ages. I will offer my hair. I will not dress weirdly. I will also offer out my eyes. I will not see the corrupted stuff. I offer out my ears. I wouldn't just like to hear all the gossiping. I will offer out my mouth so that I can speak out and. the Fine words. I can speak praise. I can speak gratitude. I offer out my nose so that my nose can keep smelling your fragrance. I offer my hand so that my hand and my feet can be used by you. I can walk on a path of peace and gospel. I offer out my emotions, my job, my marriage, my relationship with my kids. You can all bring all these things in order, well arranged, offer it to the Lord. So that every single decision you have, either it's a purchase, investment, your car, or even your gift, spiritual gifts, or all the arrangement, you can all bring in from the Lord. Then you will see that through burnt offering, you can start to increase the thing that you can bring in from the Lord, starting from pigeon and dog, and you can offer ram, and then you can offer like a bull, such abundance, everything you can offer to the Lord and may the Lord bless us greatly. And next, let's read chapter 2, and here it's talking about grain offering, and the grain offering is the only offering out of these five offerings that does not require bloodshed. And also, the grain offering is also called the most holy part of the Lord's offering. So it's very special. And here, out of these five offering, the most holy ones are the grain, the sin, and guilt offering. And a grain offering is the only one that does not require blood shedding. So here, let's see what it's, what is it about. And in verse one, when anyone brings a grain offering as an offering to the Lord, his offering shall be of fine flour. He shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it. So here, oil actually means the olive oil and frankincense is the resin that comes out from the tree. And when it's being heated it will have a very fragrant aroma so they usually use them as a food and here the grain offering in the Bible is also representing how we can enjoy Jesus and to enjoy all the virtues that God he manifested in the human body so burnt offering remember in burnt offering is to have a union with this blemish Jesus Christ and keep offering ourselves to the Lord so this uh, Jesus without any blemish, without sin, can live inside me. And the grain offering is that through every day, all the interaction in our everyday life, in our marketplace, all the perspectives, everything that I say and I do, are there light inside me? Are there gentleness, gladness, uh, goodness, His joy, His love, humility, self-control, and generosity inside me? All of these are the virtues that Jesus Christ manifests in a human, Body and these are the grain grain offering. But how can we generate? How can we produce these grain offering? We have to see in verse four to verse ten. When you bring a grain offering baked in the oven as an offering, it shall be mixed with oil or smeared with oil. And also in verse five, and if your offering is a grain offering baked on a griddle. And in verse 7, if your offering, is a green offering cooked in a pan. So here, what does it mean to have these oven, griddle, and pan? So here, oven, of course, you have to bake the food. And griddle is also baking, but more, probably have more steam in it. And then pan, and probably means it's more like a pan fry. So all these three different cooking ware it represents all the circumstances in our life. And all the virtues of Jesus is to only be manifested through the difficult circumstances. So maybe our circumstances in our life is like being put in an oven, being uh, steamed in a griddle and also being Pan fried on the pan and so the grain offering is being produced in all these kind of circumstances. And next in verse nine, and the priest shall take from the grain offering its memorial portion and burn it on the altar, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And next in verse ten, but the rest of the grain offering shall be for Aaron's son, and it's the most holy part of the Lord's food offering. So who shall eat a grain offering? It's for the priest. So some of them is burned on the altar, but the rest will become the food of the priest. So here, maybe when you hear this, you have to pay attention. Maybe sometimes we will feel that, oh, there are so many difficulties, many pressure, many pain in my life. Lord, why don't you help me to just have a comfortable life when you save me? But do you know that these are the circumstances that can produce the grain offering? When you are in these circumstances, you can ask God for joy, for love, for goodness, for gentleness, for humility, peace, self-control, generosity, and then when you ask all these things from the Lord, then you know, all these things can become food and can provide people and make them being fed. And we also become the priests who can receive the food. So maybe in some, in the circumstances, we might have some complaint, doubts. Uh, we don't understand God's heart. We have this doubt in our heart, unbelief. Lord, why don't you off listen to my prayer. Lord, why are you doing this? I will no longer believe in you. You start to doubt whether or not God is with you, whether maybe you do something wrong and you start to have this self-criticism and self-judgment. But you know, these things, they cannot become food. They cannot be a provision to others. And these are not the grain offering. The true grain offering is that in every single circumstances, I can offer out my praise, my thanksgiving, my joy, and I can even provide to others even in the lacking. I still hold on to offer to my tithing. Even in the difficulties, I can still offer. I can still help with generosity to my brothers and sisters even under pressure. I can still have joy even when other people are hurting me or offend me, I can bless them. This is the great offering. Their families, these things can actually feed others. It can be food. It can provide to others' life to bring fulfillment. So, Today may God hold back to our tongue and to transform our mind. It's starting from the burnt offering we offer ourselves to the Lord, and God have His full authority inside us, and we can be transformed. And next, through the grain offering, in all the circumstances in our life, Lord, may teach me how to praise You, how to rely on You, how to live out all every single virtue You have inside me. And maybe you're, you feel like being wrong under pressure or being judged or being wrong. You feel that you are so worthless, but no when you are feeling this, you can go back to burnt offering again. I have value. I am the one who God is well pleased. I am called. I have ability. And next, you can live out the grain offering that you can find that even when you are being judged by others, being criticized, I can bless them. In the pain, in the hurt, I can offer out my thanksgiving and praise. Then in all these difficulties, my joy, my Thanksgiving can become a food to provide to others. This is the grain offering. And next, in verse 11, No grain offering that you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven, nor with honey. As an offering of first fruit, you may bring them to the Lord. But they shall not be offered on an altar with for a pleasing aroma. So it's very special. Here, all the fine flowers, once they are being mixed with the oil, and it's almost like, ah, oh, maybe you're making a scallion pancake. You have the flour, add water, and then smear with oil. But here, God says you cannot add any leaven. You also cannot add honey. So there is no leaven and honey. It's actually to have this cake, this bread to be, make it easier to eat. So, you know, sometimes in our life, we will have some mixture from our human nature. Maybe when we're sharing gospel, I will share this blessing. I will say something about my success, something that people can uh, envy about so that it can make the gospel evangelism make it easier, but here the Lord is telling us the honey and the leaven cannot be added to the grain offering, but this honey and leaven has to be present as the offering of the first fruit. What does it talk about? So here the honey and leaven, you cannot have any mixture in our life, but we have to still bring it in front of the Lord. It's that means that I have to have this differentiation, this discernment to knowing that what are some good things from my own human nature I cannot have it mixed with God's work in my life maybe some person they naturally they are very gentle they have a good temper they naturally are being have a lot of joy they naturally are being careless having been generous but all these things they are honey and leaven and this is different from Jesus Christ uh, virtue in us And so we have to bring all these things in front of the Lord. Just like what Paul said, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. So Lord, today I will bring my natural goodness in front of you. But Lord, I don't want these things. I want your virtue to be manifest inside me. And this is a prayer that you have to make before your great offering. Lord, may you help me to have this discernment. I don't want my natural gentleness. I want the gentleness from you. I don't want the passion from my own human nature. I want a passion that is being purified. Lord, I don't want the generosity that just come from me. It's not just because I have a lot of money already. It's that but instead the generosity that God wants in the Bible is sometimes it's a challenge in our desperate need. Maybe at the time that I myself is in need, I am not enough. How can you still share with others even in these situations? I want yours. I want to be able to to just offer out very naturally and maybe you are uh, naturally a very humble person or very generous or naturally not easily being offended all these things are leavens and honey put it presented in front of the lord i count it as lost for the sake of christ otherwise i might feel that oh my own human nature, my natural beauty is also kind of attractive. You'll feel that, oh, my natural beauty, my human nature also is also good at sharing gospel. I naturally am very passionate and I can just casually sharing gospel with others, I can also easily bring people in front of the Lord. But God says, no, for the great offering, I don't want these things. I have to learn how to seek the Lord, how to wait for Him to give me guidance, leadership. Maybe today you have a burden for someone, then you will do all these things in God's timing and schedule, and you will offer up your natural beauty. You will lay it down, and you only want God's virtue to put inside me. If you are someone who is gentle, Lord, may you transform. I want your gentleness. If you naturally are someone who is very ill-tempered, then you say, Lord, may you change me so that I can change my ill-temper into agility. Lord, if some you maybe you are someone who is naturally very generous. I want to be able to still give even when I'm desperate. Lord, may you help me to remove all the leaven and honey. I don't want any mixture, but to just present my own honey and mixture as a first fruit to you. And next in verse 13, it says you cannot have honey and leaven, but we need to have salt. So salt is actually a covenant and salt actually means that God himself, he does not change. So every day in our life, we have to make covenant with the Lord and to have God to rule over every single detail in my life, to have God to make things happen, then you will realize that you will let go your natural strength. Your prayer will no longer just be like, oh Lord, I want gentleness. I I want gentleness. I don't want my old temper. I want joy. I want joy. But instead you can ask God for the salt. So Lord, today, may you put your salt inside me. It's you who can fulfill all these things. Maybe you are not happy now, but you can ask God, Lord, you can put the fruit of joy inside me. Maybe I have still have my own natural preference but lord may you put your love inside me so that i can love others through your love may you put your mercy inside me so that i don't just care for others because i feel that they are pitiful but i can truly bring them in front of you through this prayer that you can ask god to add salt into every single habit you have in your life so that you will no longer feel that oh it's so tiring it's so tiring to be a christian just to not try to not sin has spent a lot of effort on my end and now i have to have all these good behaviors but here lord he is helping us to get rid of our own natural strength through the salt so that we can enjoy in god's covenant and his power his favor can help me to live out the image of a christian and next in verse 14 to 16 is telling us that you shall offer for the grain offering of your first fruit fresh ears, roasted with fire, crushed new grains. So here roasted and crushed, it means all the pressure that is on us and to take it as a grain offering of our first fruit. So their families, the last part of the grain offering is to tell us every single circumstances in our life, the pressure, the roasting, the oven, the griddle, the pan is frying me. We have to know that the entire purpose of the grain offering is to have God's virtue manifest inside me. It's always to. Difficulties, challenges, and pressures and the pain that seems unbearable. So don't complain, don't judge, don't lose your reliance and hope on God through all these circumstances in your workplace, in your marriage, in your relationship with your children, in all the pressure. Learn to give thanks and praise and to say that Lord, I'm not trying to fight by myself, but you we will have your salt inside me, your salt of covenant. You promise that you will fulfill and you will do this great work in. Me, Lord, I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Lord, may you come and help me. Bring. I will lay down my natural character in front of you. You can change all the things that are supposed to change. And even the things that I think is good, you will also change. I will present my leaven and honey in front of you. I will let you to be transformed. And you will see that in all these grain offerings, the oil from the Holy Spirit can keep kneeling inside us, that the Holy Spirit can freely work inside us. And here you will see that there is like, this mixing with oil or smearing with oil that means me as a person are constantly being kneeled and kneeled like the bread by the holy spirit and the holy spirit is keep soaking and kneeling and immerse into it in my life so this great offering is actually an offering with a lot of oil keep pouring and pouring so in all these circumstances, you have to keep asking, Lord, the Holy Spirit, can may you keep pouring out your oil. It's not just for the church gathering, but instead it's all the detail in my life. When you're about to uh, lash out your emotion, when you're about to have a breakdown, when you don't want to come to the meeting, when you don't want to uh, worship, or even you have this pain, you feel so angry about someone, you feel so hurt, Through the off offering through your gratitude, through your praise. Keep calling. Lord, may you have your full authority inside me. Then the grain offering can be produced in this process and this can be the food of many and your spouses can be fed, your family can be fed and also because of all the trials and testing in our life, many people can be fed, they can be provided, they are no longer hungry and this is the burnt offering and the grain offering. May all these things become the prayer we have today in front of the Lord, and also an action out of love in front of the Lord. Amen. Dear families, we hope that you enjoy the Bible race as much as we do. If you are willing to volunteer to translate the original Chinese teaching into English or assist with video editing, please email service at 360sunrise.com. Thank you.